Well, this season has uh, brought many need of prayer, as if we needed anything to bring need of prayer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, glad to have everyone with us today. Uh, appreciate the participation up here at the front. Wonderful. Uh, kids want to go to your classes, you can do that at this time. Praise the Lord. Yes. It's amazing what we go through in life trying to decide where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing, and when we're supposed to be doing it, how we're supposed to respond to uh, the different circumstances, scenarios that come up in our our life. We know that uh, we're supposed to respond according to what the Scripture says. And what God is leading us in, what He's speaking to our hearts and our minds. But to be honest with you, sometimes that's real hard to discern. Uh, Not so much whether you're, it's not like deciding whether you're going to shoot somebody or not. It's not that kind of thing. But uh, just, just knowing what you're supposed to say. Uh, how do you react? And I'm going to try a different pair of glasses. It's tough getting old. Wow. Uh, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Recently, my dad got upset at me. Something we were dealing with, and he's dealing with things, not able to remember a lot of stuff, and it's frustrating, you know, difficult for him and mom and, and all, and, uh, but he got upset with me and he said, you think you know everything? And, <laughs> and I said, well, Dad, we're, we're uh, 19 years and 10 months apart. And I said, Dad, I grew up with you. And there's, a, there's just a whole lot of things. I can, I can tell his stories as <laughs> good as he could when he could tell them and not miss a word. And, uh, and now he's missing those words. Well, I don't know which one of these. Is this one here the one that's on? Okay, it's getting a little bit of feedback up here, just a touch. So anyway, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So it's uh, I went longer than anybody else in our uh, family without having to have glasses, and and then when I started needing them, it it just threw everything off. I mean, I'm trying to find stuff. I'll tell you, and read at the right distance and all that. It it yeah, it's tough. 
No. Different. Different. Let's put it that way. It's different. All right. Well, um, it's amazing, like I said. What, what do we do? When do we do it? Uh, am I hearing God? Am I not hearing God? Oh, all the things that were going through my mind when uh, John called and said he wasn't going to be able, you know, and that Kathy, too, was down, and, and you know, and so I, I text and said, you know, we're praying for you, and I'm asking you, and he had said, I'm going to leave it up to you. And so I, I started in on things and, and um, trying to decide, and, and I couldn't put my finger on anything. I couldn't set my feet on anything. I, I was having such a difficult time. Even all night last night, I, I'm amazed that I got any sleep at all, uh, trying to decide what it was the Lord wanted me to say. And I don't know, guys, uh, how many times has your wife spoke to you and you told her, you know, maybe you leave me alone, I've got to do something else, or, you know, I'm doing something else. And, and uh, it reminds me of the guy that was sitting on top of the roof praying for God to send somebody to save him, you know, and he kept saying, no, I'll not go with you, I'm going to leave God. And the whole time God's telling you. The whole time he's telling you, well, that's that's what happened to me, and uh, I thank God for my wife. Uh, we are to speak blessings on each other. We are to tell each other that we are anointed and. and that uh, we're full of the Spirit of God and that the angels are encamped around about us to minister to our every need, every need, in every circumstance, in every situation. John here kind of has a double whammy because of uh, his wife leaving him and also this physical thing that's going on. But I want to tell you right now, brother... I've got a message here for you this morning. It's a message for every one of us. Jesus acts according to His personality. He moves in our lives. He acts on the what He is, what He always will be. In Ephesians chapter 2, Verse 4 and 5, I'll, I'll read there, and it's probably up. Uh, Marsha is very good at putting things up and, and, and getting things going. And, and uh, well, if I can get my fingers to work with my eyes, I'll be all right. I'm going to read verse 1. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. We've got to start somewhere, and that's about as good a place as I know. We were dead in trespasses and sins. 
I'm not one for just going around telling people to repeat after me or anything like that, but I, so I won't really do that right now. But it would be a good idea if you went around saying, I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I was. Past tense. Took care of. No longer happening. I'm no longer dead. I'm alive in Christ. Alive in Christ. That's who we are. We're alive in Christ. In which, yes, I once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the sons of disobedience. It was working in me. It was. Among whom also... We all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. Just as others. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Because of His great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead, when we were dead in trespasses and sins, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I once walked according to the course of this world. But God has lifted me out of that. He set my feet on solid ground. He put me on a different path. He changed my life. He changed my DNA. I don't have to accept the fact that I was, though I was raised by my parents, though I act a whole lot like them, I can hear, I can hear when I speak sometimes, I can hear my dad's voice. And I think, oh my goodness, I'm sa- I sound just like him. <clears throat> I'm saying it just like he said it. Well, that ought to tell us something right there. That it's so important <coughs> to change the way we think. And the way we change the way we think is we renew our mind in Christ Jesus according to His Word. We say His Word. We repeat His Word. We repeat it over and over and over. And that's how we change our DNA. Now, maybe, maybe you're not the, the kind that sits down with a book and reads all the time. <coughs> but you know, I have found that when I find a piece of food that is so good, I tend to go back to it pretty regularly. And that's the way God's Word is. It's health to our flesh and marrow to our bones. It's life-giving. It feeds our innermost being. It changes our mindset. Thank you, sir. I had one right there. How about that? 
It changes our mindset. It causes us to begin to think differently. Now, sometimes, and probably all the time, I guess, we don't know that in reality until we meet up with a situation. We meet up with some circumstance that causes us to get down. It, it, uh, it makes us know that without God, We can't do anything. Without God, we're helpless. We did not create heaven and earth. We're along for the ride, but we didn't create heaven and earth. But praise God, we know the one that did. And we are alive in Him. He chose to make us alive in Him. Now, I need to get on with what I want to say. In John 14, verse 9, and I'm going to read a few verses there. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you. Now, you know, how many times have you said something, spoke to somebody, and you try to emphasize how important what you're saying is? And and you say, listen to me, hear me, and... And truly, we're, we're saying that, wanting the point to be brought across. But can you imagine the Creator of heaven and earth saying that? Is this important or not? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Now, I didn't write that. The Creator of heaven and earth spoke it right off of his tongue and his lips. That's what he said. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name... 
that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, I don't mind seeing people's names on books or, or tapes and all this out there. It's just to help us that they produce these things and that we read and see and all this. I don't mind seeing all that. There's not anything I'm saying up, right, saying up here today that's mine. It's been said before. There's been many of God's people, God's men, in, in trying situations that have said just exactly what I'm saying right here today. There's not one thing you can do under God in all of heaven, in all of earth, that hasn't already been done. It's been done. It's amazing to me when I sit and read different things and I, I hear uh, a statement that is so bold and so awesome and I look when it was said and it wasn't yesterday. It wasn't last year. It wasn't last century. It was so far back, it's amazing. And when you read the Word itself, and you say, that's the oldest book in the Bible, and it sounds like the newspaper today. So, there's not anything that you're going to say, or I'm going to say, that's any different. So, I don't mind reading it or repeating it. Because if God's in it, it, it's His. It's His. It was His from the beginning. It was His from the very beginning. He's the one that spoke it. And it's His today. What He started, He will finish. What He said in the beginning, He'll carry out in the end. It's God's Word. God is carrying it out. Most assuredly, he says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's what he said. I will do it. <clears throat> so, what do we do? Well... We have our circumstances. We have our situations. We all walk in them. I'm walking in my set of situations, and you're walking in yours. And so what I see that we are called on to do is to anchor our hearts and our minds in this, not to judge one another, but to love one another, because when you make a statement, you step out and you make a statement, you stand on a statement, you're going to be tested. Are you going to stand? Are you going to stand? So come hell or high water. Come life or come death. Are you going to stand? You can't see life if you run. 
It's not going to happen unless there's redemption or, you know, repentance. And I'm thankful. Isn't He merciful? Isn't He so merciful? Oh, my, at the times I've run. I have. I've run. But what a blessing when you stand. What a blessing. It's Christ that lives in us. Not me, but Christ that lives in us. And then I want to go to, uh, let's see here my notes, Mark. Mark chapter 8, verse 23 and 26. And this is kind of getting to what uh, I want to say. Jesus went about in his day healing the sick, raising the dead. All these miracles, and we've read what he said right there. The works that I do, you'll do, and greater. Don't get hung up on greater. Just do the works that he did. The greater will take care of itself. Here's a man. Let's see here. Eight. Let's see if I'm on the right one now. Eight, twenty-three. Okay. Bless the Lord. And so he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had sped on spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up, and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell anyone in the town. I don't know why Jesus told him that, not to go back into the town or not to tell anybody. I I don't know why he told him that. But because of a couple other scriptures that we're going to share, I'm drawing some conclusions. I know this, that when Christ saves us, from situations, he tells us not to go back into. Don't go back into where I saved you from. Don't get entangled with the things that you once were entangled in. Sometimes, as good as our friends are, and how much we care for them, they don't help us. Because they tend to tell us that what the, the, um, the impossible thing or the miraculous thing that has happened, they, they tend to explain it away. And 
wind up causing you to believe that maybe that really wasn't what actually happened. I don't know that that's what happened here, but I know that goes on a lot of times. I know sometimes, you know, uh, once in a while maybe you can you can go back where you were. But I think most of the time when that happens, it's only after you've been alone with God for a while. It's only after you've been with Him long enough so that your mind has been firmly seated on the, on the solid rock. So that when somebody comes up with the doubts, it doesn't sway you. You know who you are in Christ. You're no longer walking those old streets and those old ways. You're no longer tempted by those old things that, that was going on in the town. And who knows what you were involved with then? Well, we know our lives. We know that God has lifted us out of some miserable stuff. So why go back to it when God takes us out of death and gives us, sets our feet on life? Why go back to the old things? Why not set our thoughts and our, our, our mind on, on the things that are holy and just and good and righteous? And not, not let them go back to the old um, uh, episodes on TV. But set our hearts on the things that are holy and just and good. Don't go back in there. Jesus wants to take you by the hand this morning. John, He wants to take you by the hand. Brothers, He wants to take you by the hand. Sisters, He wants to take you by the hand. Never knew of anything when Christ reached and took you by the hand that it wasn't good. Because He was going to lift you out of where you were. They were, they were on the street. They were on their cot. They were, they were on the rocks. They were on the troubled places. But He reached and He took them by the hand and He lifted them up. He lifted them up. He's lifted me up. Luke eight fifty four. If this had come together a little sooner, maybe I could have been a little better prepared as far as my notes and all. But uh, really not making any excuses, or I don't want to. Here's a little girl that had passed away. Jesus was asked to come. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. And when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except... Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, Do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. Now, I, it's a little unclear right here 
as to who is ridiculing. Uh, sometimes the way the scriptures are written and the way the stories are told, it reaches back and gets something and brings it into it, you know, a couple of times. And so it's a little bit hard to understand as to whether he was, this was before he had told everybody else to stay outside, or if it was Peter, James, and John, and the mother and the father. But nevertheless, whoever it was, here's what it says he did. And when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep, she's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them out, all outside, and took her by the hand. Now, I, I want to say just something briefly right here about that right there. <clears throat> Sometimes it's hard to, to not have questions. Sometimes when things get so bad and so difficult and the situations are so tough and you're dealing with things in the middle of the night and, and in the stressful moments, uh, all alone, and there's thoughts that run through your mind. And, and so you have this thought and you have that thought. And then comes to us something that somebody has said, that if you doubt not, and you say, oh my, I've doubted because I've had this thought and I've had that thought. And I, I want to I put something before you. <clears throat> this is my... This is where I stand, and I believe I'm right in the Scripture, of course. A thought does not become a doubt until you give it life. You have to give it life. We, we are a people that have to judge the things in our life. We have to judge what's going on out here. Do I want to be a part of it or not? We judge our thoughts because thoughts are going to come. When you just look out here, you're taught, you know, just by driving. When you're driving down the road, you don't have to think about that tree over there. Was it green or was it yellow? You just saw it. You saw what color it was. You don't have to think about whether it was laying on the ground or standing up. You saw it. You don't have to think about it. The thought comes in your mind. You might have even seen a squirrel run out on the limb. You didn't have to think about it. You saw it. It was there. We're, our minds function so fast and so quick. You can see those things. So, <coughs> you're not going to keep a thought from popping up in your mind. It's going to pop up. Thoughts are going to come. They're going to come and they're going to go. It's up to us to judge whether we want to dwell on those thoughts or not. It's up to us to decide, are we going to walk that thought out? Are we going to, are we going to carry on with that thing? Or are we going to say, you know, that's not my, I don't like that way. I, I, I thought about this. 
I see the good side. I see the bad side. I'm not going to walk there. I'm going to walk here. You, you are exercising a God-given quality that you are supposed to judge the things that are before you. So, a thought does not become a doubt just because it was a thought. It only becomes a doubt when you give it life. You write it down, or you give it life, and you speak it out to give it place. How did God create the heavens and the earth. It says that He spoke and it became real. He spoke life into man. He breathed and He spoke life and life came in. He tells us when we have a mountain before us to speak to the mountain. That's what He says to do. Your mountain that you're dealing with. Speak to the mountain. That's what God says to do. He says whatever we ask, whatever we say. In other words, if you speak it, He will do it. Now, like anything else, we can get in trouble with that. Because we can speak our own heart, our own mind, our own will. We can do that. But does that mean we stop speaking? The Bible says that we are to speak. And it, and it talks many times about knowing His will. So, I've had people tell me, you can't know God's will. Well, why was it written then? Why, why was this written? This is the will of God. That we speak His Word. That we speak it continually. That's, that's what it's all about. Speak His Word. So, there we are. <clears throat> Let me get on. <clears throat> so anyway, He put them out. And He went over. And He put them outside and took the girl by the hand. Now, that's what my message is today. He took the girl by the hand. God's reaching over. He's got His hand extended. I don't know what your circumstance is today. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know your ups and your downs. But God's the one that's got His hand extended out to you. God is reaching to take hold of your hand to lift you up. When God touched somebody, when He reached out with His hand, and He took somebody by the hand, He lifted them He lifted them up. Now, that's what God's wanting to do today. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know the difficulties you've been in, but God's got His hand out to lift you up. Every, every time. When I, I'm not preaching so that you can clap at something I've said. God forbid. 
I'm preaching because a decision needs to be made. Because there's an opportunity for you and me. The sermon came to me first. It might have been late this morning, but it came to me first. It tore me up. The sermon's to you today. God is wanting to do something with you. I don't know what it is, but He's got His hand out. I'm asking you to trust Him. I'm asking you to place your hand in His hand. Whatever, whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation, place your hand in His hand. He will lift you up. He will. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that every decision that's made will bring honor and glory to you. Give us strength in the hard times. Help us to stand. When the wind's blowing the hardest, help us to stand. Help us to commit to one another, to pray, to love one another, to lift one another up. Do you need to come this morning? We would like to pray with you. Maybe you don't know Christ as your Savior. Maybe you haven't asked Him to come in your life. Maybe His hand extended to you today is the first time you've had that happen. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's happened many, many times and you just not took advantage of it. You want to today? You want to take advantage of it today? I'd like to pray with you right here. There's others that'd like to pray with you. And many times I've turned and run when I shouldn't have. I should have I should have took what God was saying and walked with it, done something with it. Don't turn and run away with away from it today. Stand up. Come on down. Right now. We'll be glad to pray with you. Just just get right up out of your seat. If there's anybody that, that needs needs prayer or just wants to say, you know, I, I agree. I wanna I wanna I wanna take this stand. I wanna walk with you. You know. We're here to be a blessing. That's that's it. Be a blessing. Just honor God. Life ain't easy. But I know the one who has all the life in his hands. He's got it all. And there's no help like him. No help like him. I've never gone to him and been disappointed. Never. When I've turned and let him walk and talk in my life, uh, 
Well, it's just, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Let's all stand. I really do believe that uh, God's speaking to somebody for some particular reason here this morning. I really believe that. I believe that He's worked in your heart and life. And I want to encourage you. Uh, it's amazing when when you can come to the altar and pray. To me, it's a it's a wonderful time. It's it's a, just a holy occasion. But I will say this. I've met God in the deepest mountain valleys back in these hills. I've met Him on the creek bank. I've met Him going down the highway just to drive How I got where I was going, I have no idea. But I wound up there full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, full of His presence. Just amazing. There's not any obstacle that He knows. We know a lot of obstacles, but He don't know one of them, Bob. Not one obstacle. God is good. He is there to work with you, to meet you in your need, to give you everything that you need in life. And husbands, dads, moms, wives, I know you don't feel like this a lot of times. But I'm telling you right now, you are anointed. You have the words of life in your, on your lips and on your tongue. To speak to your spouse words of blessing. To speak to your children words of blessing. To speak to your grandchildren, maybe, or greats, maybe, words of blessing. You are anointed. It's life-giving. It's good. The blessings are life of, of life are just, they're just right there, ready to just burst right over you, pour all over you. And it's on your tongue to release it. So wherever you go today, whatever moment the Holy Spirit prompts you, it'll come up. It'll come up sometime, today or tomorrow, 
Maybe this week, sometimes it'll come up sometime or another. Don't be afraid to tell somebody they're blessed. Don't be afraid to, to tell somebody something good. Speak good to them. Lift, lift them up. Because those words are anointed. And, and I'll tell you right now, it, it may seem a little dry at the moment when you get ready to do it. It may seem dry. But don't back out of it. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and do it. You will find that the Lord's going to bless you. He's going to, he's, there's something will happen there. Somebody will be lifted up. Maybe it's just you that will be lifted up. But somebody's going to be lifted up. And you're going to feel the presence of God. Father, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you for your presence. We worship you. There's none like you, Lord God. I speak blessings on every person here. As they go out, Lord, it's wonderful to be in here and feel your presence. But, Father, I speak that they're going to feel your presence when they walk out these doors. When they walk the streets, when they drive the roads, when they're in the shopping center, when they're buying groceries. Father, I speak that your blessings are going to pour all over them. They're going to know your presence, Lord God. They're going to walk in your midst, Lord. Thank you now. Thank you for all the healings. Thank you for all the deliverances. Not only did you heal people, but you delivered them out of their bondages and out of their hurts and out of their difficulties. You delivered them from their old ways, from the cruel words that people say. You delivered them, Lord God. You're setting their mind right. Renewing their mind in you. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And I give you praise. And everybody said, Amen. And don't forget, love one another.